Well, uh, second Sunday of Advent might uh, be more convincing if, if it were snow that we're getting closer to Christmas, but uh, we are. Come rain or shine, blizzard or snow, let us worship with praises and thanksgiving.
us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your promise of peace, and we know that because of Christ, peace is possible. We pray today for the nations of the world that we can find a way to live together in peace. We pray for our brothers and sisters everywhere that we could become more forgiving, more understanding, and more loving to one another. Flood our hearts with the light of peace today so that we might take that light and spread your love to the whole world. Amen. We're going to uh, turn to Malachi. I'm going to read first from Malachi chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. Hear this lesson. Look, I'm sending my messenger who will clear the path before me. Suddenly the Lord whom you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you take delight is coming says the Lord of heavenly forces. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can withstand his appearance? He is like the refiner's fire or the cleaner's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. They will belong to the Lord's they will belong to the Lord, presenting a righteous offering. Let us join our hearts as we bow together in prayer. Oh God, we come as you are, and we worship you as you are. Great and gracious, loving and kind, sometimes harsh most times gentle. You are a God who gives and gives. We celebrate the gift of life with every breath and heartbeat. We celebrate the gift of relationships with every family member, friend, and neighbor. We celebrate your many gifts as we worship you this day. We come as we are Sinners in need of your grace. Though once we have made our confession, we realize that we are prone to errors. Uh, we are prone to seek our own will rather than yours. We run into difficulties of various kinds. And we continue to ask your forgiveness. With that forgiveness, Help us to grow in grace. Help us to grow in love. Help us to grow in the knowledge of your word and your will. Not just for us and not for each of us individually and not for us as a congregation. But help us to grow with others as we share the good news. As we share Jesus with other people and those nearest to us as well as those strangers we encounter. And may we always be conscious of receiving from others as they share with us. And may it be in new ways that we may continually celebrate new birth and new life in Jesus Christ our Lord.
We thank you for this church, this congregation of your church. And we ask you to uh, continue with us in the Advent season and uh, to, to bless us in the Christmas season which we, for which we prepare. Be with your church throughout the world that wherever there is violence and evil, uh, we may stand firm and stand strong. That wherever there is heartache and despair, uh, we may share comfort and hope. And uh, in all situations, let us see and rejoice at your presence. As we pray in Jesus' name, we also offer the prayer he has taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That fourth verse from Malachi, which I omitted earlier, said, The offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in ancient days and in former years. That's a promise of Malachi as uh, Judah and Israel are restored. Now hear this word from Philippians 1 verses 3 through 11. I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I'm thankful for all of you every time I pray. 
And it's always a prayer full of joy. I'm glad because of the way you have been my you have been my partners in the ministry of the gospel from the time you first believed it until now. I'm sure about this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job by the day of Christ Jesus. I have good reason to think this way about all of you because I keep you in my heart. You are all my partners in God's grace, both during my time in prison and in the defense and support of the gospel. God is my witness that I feel affection for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer, that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters and so you will be sincere and blameless on the day of Christ. I pray that you will then be filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ in order to give glory and praise to God. And back to the gospel according to Luke from chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everything, that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. When they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. We will stop there, because it's not Christmas yet. That's the word of God for the people of God. I want to keep it simple today. Because uh, this seems very important to me, vitally important, and, and might make the difference between a sad Christian and a happy Christian. Maybe the difference between a hypocrite and a and a joyful, happy, working Christian. Uh, it just might make the difference between a whole hum church and a church that's vital and alive. Here, here's something that I, I discovered as I was preparing for this Sunday and as I was doing my readings and lessons for the week. It's, it's, the, big, it's the big difference between believing in God and believing God. You can believe in God, but scriptures tell us even, even the devil believes in God. The devil believes there is a God. But uh, 
Do we believe God, what God tells us? Do we believe what God has done for us? Do we believe God when God says, I love you? And when God invites us to be alive with, with God's own spirit as disciples of Jesus and to uh, recognize Jesus not just as our Savior, but as our Lord. Now Malachi is one of those old prophets and uh, in, in, in those later prophets of, of the Old Testament, you've, uh, you've seen the You've seen the uh, the temple in Jerusalem already destroyed. The people sent out in exile, and then the people come home and uh, they're preparing and getting ready for the building of the temple. And uh, Malachi promises that you know the the word will come. And, and yet, even with that promise, he warns the people. But what are you waiting for? What are you watching for? This, this could be like a refiner's fire and, and fuller's soap. You remember coming in from, from the playground? Maybe you had scratches and bruises. And your mother would take a Take a washcloth and some warm water and some soap and try to clean those wounds. Ow! Ow! That hurts. Uh, in, in our house, if you had a scratch or something, she might put methylate on it. Some use mercurochrome, but either one burned like alcohol. Oh. Um, I was glad. I, I don't know whether it's because I became adult, an adult or because they invented uh, that other lotion or cream thing that goes on wounds now. And it, doesn't, it doesn't burn. It actually soothes the wound. But, uh, you know, it was, it, it was like fuller soap, I guess, when Mother cleaned, cleaned the scratches. But uh, I learned to appreciate that. And as I got a little bigger, I didn't, I didn't cry quite as much, didn't squirm as much, and uh, it seemed to go on easier. Now, what do we expect of God's Word? And as we're waiting for Christmas, what do we expect? We expect everything to be lights and candles and uh, sweet smells and good food and precious gifts. But it's not always so. And uh, if it's not always so for us, we ought to realize that for some people it's hardly ever so, or maybe never so. And for some people, the, the, the gifts uh, may be as rare as, uh, as, as for us might be the despair and loneliness. And yet, you know, in this world, it's always a both and. It, it, well, that's why I answer your questions. Is, is it this or is it that? With a yes. 
Because it's always, almost always this and that. Depending on how you look at it or on which side you stand. Now, uh, believing is, is like, well, I've told you, I think, about the woman who refused to come to communion. I asked her about it and she said, well, preacher, you know, there's some, there's some people I just, well, I, I just, I'm mad at them and, and, and I, I don't want to take communion to my own eternal damnation. I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put myself in danger. And I thought, well, lady, what makes you think you're safe not taking communion? If you're a Christian, uh, you're no safer, safer not taking communion with a, with a bad heart as you are taking it with a bad heart. Now, it seems to me the difference here is believing and trusting. Now, that's a whole new level of believing. This is not a communion Sunday, but it's a good time to talk about it anyway because that is, is sort of an expression of Jesus coming into the world. And if we accept His coming into the world, we, we don't do that just with, with a belief in what's happening. We do that with a trust that this is the gift of God which saves us and which gives us meaning and purpose in life but there are a lot of us who well actually there are a lot of people who are maybe on the negative side of believing because it's a struggle you know with all the modern knowledge and all we've got in this world today and, and all we know about how the Bible was written and how things have happened in the church and the, the church has never been perfect uh, you know, sometimes it's 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 a struggle just to believe, but uh, get over it. You know, and uh, and learn to believe. But it may be more helpful to you if you go beyond the believing to trusting God. Trust God's presence. If you've got a if you've got something ahead of you that you're dreading. I got news for you. God's already there. And you won't be alone when you get there. God will prepare the way. You know, that's the advent we're in now. God prepares the way for us. And God's already present with us as we worry and as we grunt and groan. And God's going to be there when we get there to make the way for us. Sounds too simple, doesn't it? It's the difference between believing in God and trusting God with your life. Paul, you know, is in prison. He's writing to his Christian friends in, in one of the first churches he started. And, and he's thanking God for them every day and every time he prays. And... Uh, He's already said, well, we started earlier. He says in this letter, he doesn't know whether he's going to die in prison or if he'll be someday released. But, you know, he's content either way. 
If he dies, he's with the Lord. And as long as he lives, there's a chance he might get out and be able to see his friends again. And, uh, you know, you see clearly in Paul's words and you understand in his life that uh, he's, he's not just believing God. He's certainly not just believing in God. He's trusting God with his own life. And uh, so he, he gives thanks and he moves forward. And uh, the, the apostle who, who has written the gospel according to Luke, that apostle reminds us that uh, this thing we call Christmas Uh, happen in specific time and place in history. Because God was there. When when Joseph and Mary uh, came together, uh, her already pregnant and uh, him thinking about letting her go but willing willing to stay with her. And they're on a journey they're not going to celebrate Christmas. They're going to pay taxes to be enrolled. Oh, goodness. Just think, you know, if you got any money left, put it down. The tax collector wants it. And, uh, and yet, here we are in the time Quirinius was governor and uh, these other people were in leadership and for Rome and for the Jewish community. And uh, God is doing something. Doing something for the whole world uh, that will bring salvation to any and all who will take notice and who will accept the precious gift God is doing something to save anyone who will not simply believe, not radically believe. You know, I I read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale when I was a youth. My grandparents had those books in their house and I, oh, I, I thrived on it. But uh, I later learned that it's, it's not a matter of my positive thinking. Oh, no, no, no. It's way beyond that. It's a, it's a thing of what God has already done and what God is still doing in the lives of those people who don't just believe, but who bet their lives on God's goodness and grace who put their full trust and confidence in God to do so much more than we could ask or think as Paul wrote to the Ephesians here we are on the second Sunday of Advent the the candle word is, is peace hope was last year last week last week but this one is peace 
Now, folks, there's no greater challenge in the world today than, than to pray for peace and try to work for peace. And there are, there are a lot of people who have died working for peace. And they may have found it in here. But it's obvious that it's not yet fulfilled in the world. And there are a lot of people who say, well, it never will be. You know, we're going to get to Armageddon first. But that's no reason not to work for it. And that's the difference again between believing and trusting. Because if we'll trust enough to work for it and keep that hope alive, then we might find greater peace in our own communities, if not the world. And we might find a greater peace within the world than we thought possible. It's the Prince of Peace who, uh, who gives us the dreams as well as the hope for peace. It's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who uh, holds the banner and calls us to follow in the ways of peace. And we won't get there just believing. No, we, we need to have hope. And we need to have a hope that is the reality of putting our hand in God's hand. And going where God leads us. It ain't easy. But uh, I, I don't know anybody that uh, ever said the easy way was the best way. Or whoever uh, took it easy and got very far. So where are you in, in your own faith and in your own relationship with God? In, in your understanding of Jesus? Have you been too comfortable perhaps just to believe it's so? Would you risk your comfort to put your trust in our God? To trust Jesus? to continue to lead and to inspire and to work with us and through us for the salvation of the world. Let's pray. Well, God, if we are content, and maybe it's because we, we haven't yet looked beyond our own comfort, if, if we're too uh, fearful, maybe it's because we haven't even found the comfort zone. And uh, whatever our situation, we want to be content. We want to have peace within, but we want to be followers of our Lord and Savior 
And we want to be those who would work with you for peace in the community and for the justice. That is the foundation of your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh